0: hey, today's Daf talks about marrying a woman under suspicious circumstances. How long does a rumor need to last to be considered a valid rumor? We talk about the halachas of the guy who shows up saying that a woman's husband is dead. Can he marry her? We talk about the halachas of uh, and a a woman's there, and then marrying her. But well, we begin. We said yesterday that Rav holds that the only time that we are going to break up a suspicious marriage is when there are Adim to the fact. Now we had a question yesterday, and today we bring down a second one where we say in the in the Seifa, that the only time that we are going to break up this marriage is when they do not have children yet. But if this suspicious couple has children then they do not need to be divorced. However, if Adim show up, then even if they have a ton of children they must get divorced. And the children have the den of a Momser, right? But you see in the Rasha that if they don't have kids, they don't need to be divorced. You see that there were no Adim. According to Rav, he's saying that we're talking about where he had Adim. why would they not need to be divorced if there were Adim to their misconduct? Rav answers, he's learning our Mishnah when that, that case is where there were children and there were Adem. That's when you have to break the, that's when, that's where Rav added that, by the way, there's also Adem in our case. Gamar asks, why is Rav so convinced that our Mishnah has to be talking about where there are children and there are Adem? And that's why we're breaking up the marriage. Why don't we just say that there are no Adam? And there are no children. And they would still need to be separated. So we have two answers. Number one, Rava, Rava says, the Lushan of Amishnah says, yuha, that we separate the couple. It should say, that he should divorce her. El-Mai Bezdin gets involved, and Bezdin will only get involved if there are Edim. That's why Rav is insistent that the cases where there are Edim. Second answer, the Gemara offers, is that our Mishnah is not Rav. The Braiths, rather, where we say that we break them up, that's Rebbe. Because Rebbe has, has the, almost the opposite cheetah as Rav. Rebbe holds that even a rumor is enough to make us divorce this suspicious couple. As opposed to Rav, who says that you need Adam. The Braiths says that if there's a, a, a spice merchant, a roichel, and he's seen leaving a woman's room while she's putting on some sort of a, an undergarment called a sinar. So it's very suspicious. Rebbe says since it looks bad, it's mechu'ar, they have to get divorced. So too if there's some saliva on top of the, the bed canopy. So Rebbe says it also it doesn't look good because it must have been that someone, someone was lying face up and there was spitting, I don't know, whatever. Teitze. And we have to assume that there was nus. That's enough of a rumor. So if there were shoes upside down under the bed, Rashi explains that uh, that if someone was acting inappropriately, he would put his shoes upside down so no one would recognize who he was from the shoes. So Rebbe says, if you see upside down shoes, that's enough of a suspicion to assume zunus. The Gemara says, wait, if you see the upside down shoes, just see if, if this Reuchel is wearing those shoes. No, no no, you don't see the shoes itself. The Gemara explains you see the place where the shoes were placed upside down. The Gemara makes a fascinating statement now. The halach is like Rav, who says that you need Eden in order to divorce a couple. And the halach is also like Rebbe, that you just need a rumor to divorce a couple. Wait, okay, so what's wait? Well, we have totally different we have a missionary, we have a brisa, we have two opposite What do we mean passing like both? Not a Kasha. The Gemara explains, depends on the rumor. If it's a rumor that's not ending. Then we'll rely on it, like Rebbe. If it's rumor that's that's short-lived, then we will need edus, like Rav. How long is an unending rumor, a de loy posik? Abai says, I heard from Aim, from his mother—not biological mother, but his adopted mother. The length is a day and a half. But there are three qualifications. Number one. It could not have stopped in the middle. It has to be a day and a half straight. And number two, it can't be that it stopped at any point because of Yira. You know, a couple of gangsters came in and forced people to stop spreading the rumor. And number three, it can't be that it only went on for a day and a half because this guy has enemies. Because it could be it stopped earlier and it's only continuing now because of the people who hate him. Next, we have a Mishnah that tells us that if someone is spreading is Muitzi Shemra about his wife... If he divorces her, he cannot remarry her. Likewise, if he divorces her because of Nidarim, he would not be able to remarry her. And the Gemara explains elsewhere that if we do allow him to remarry, then she would get the divorce, right? So she divorces, Ruvain marries Shimon, and with Shimon has a whole bunch of children, and then Ruvain says, oh, you know what I realized? That all that was false. It wasn't a re- I was false, I don't believe any of it. Or, I take back all the nadarim, hamatir all the nadarim I didn't realize, and he will nullify the divorce. In which case, he will be making all of Shimon's kids with his wife, Mam Therefore, Chazal say, if you want to divorce your wife because of this reason, it must be... 100% and with the understanding that you will not be remarrying her. You don't want any trouble. Rabba Barhuna asked Rabba Barb Nachman what happens if the guy does remarry his ex-wife because of Neder or The response came back. It's a Mishnah. In fact, it's our Mishnah. Someone who is suspected with an ish And then she gets divorced from her husband if he goes ahead and marries her, even though they're not allowed to. They must be forcibly divorced. So the Gemara asks, you can't compare our Mishnah to the case of this divorce because of Moitzeh Shemra and Neder. By the Ish, we divorced them. Over here, he divorced her voluntarily. Okay, Rabbi Barav Nachman says that's not such, not such a kasha. Our mission is also talking about where he divorces her. We, we The Besdin doesn't do the divorcing. Okay, beseder. but But you still can't compare the two. One is remarrying her, and by the ish, ish he's marrying her for the first time. That's a Dover maguna. The response to that, the Gemara answers, is that it's still the same. Over there, the Abonans say, don't marry her for the first time. If If he does, they must be separated. So to hear the and say, you cannot remarry her, and if you do, we're going to separate. It. You need to divorce her. The third kasha, though, is a fundamental difference between the two cases. In our mishnah, when the guy actually marries the suspected Sish, he's strengthening the rumors. By us, when he's remarrying his first wife, that shows that he really does regret his Naderm and the mitzvah shemra. Now we have a new mission that tells us that if someone brings a get from Medina as I am overseas and he says, I saw this written and signed, that's wonderful, it's a good get, but he's not allowed to marry that woman. If he comes in and he testifies that her husband is dead, that he killed him, or they killed him together, he's not allowed to marry his wife, this woman. Rabbi Yehudah, however, says, if he says, Herag I killed him, that he can marry her, but... Harginuhu, they killed him, then he can marry her. So now the Gemara explains. The reason why we're not going to let him marry her when he brings in the get is because he brought it from far away, and we're entirely relying on him for this divorce. But if he came from eretz when we're not relying on him as much, he can marry her, Frank the Gemara. But when he testifies that her husband's dead, there the woman is going to do her own research. And he's still not allowed to marry her. We're not relying on him all that much. Why can't he marry her? The Gemara says it's different when there is a paper. When he shows up with the Ksav, then he's just adding his testimony. But over here, by the mace, we are entirely relying on his testimony that the husband is dead. Next, we said in the Mishnah that if he testifies that the husband is dead, that he killed him, that they killed him, he cannot marry the woman. Now, once. she can't marry this aide, but she could marry someone else? Rabbi Yosef told us that if someone testifies that he was raped with someone else, if someone else comes and gives the testimony along with the victim, then we can kill the perpetrator for mishkav Zacher. But if the victim says that it was Biratzein, then he's making himself a Russia, and the terrorist says, Al, Toshes Im Rasha, Aid we would not... Leave his testimony. If he's saying that he himself did did something wrong, we don't believe. We throw out the whole testimony. So if this guy is saying that he killed this woman's husband, why would we believe any of the testimony? Why should she be allowed to marry another person? Maybe you want to say that aedus of, of by a woman is different or more mekal. Rav Menashe says differently. Says if someone steals, Bonon. So he's a, he's a gambler, and the like. He's kashila aedus. He can testify in what a woman would be allowed to testify. But if he's a thief, then he cannot even give a woman's testimony. So when we're talking about Dariisa's murdering, we should not believe this aid either, even for a tusha. Okay, maybe Rabbanasha is going like a Yehuda, but says, no, I'm holding even like the Rabbanon. The reason for the Rabbanon is like she does Ravo holds. That if a person is considered a relative to himself, and therefore a person cannot make himself a rasha. We don't believe negative testimony about oneself. Uh, so maybe if is going like a Yehuda, who said that when the guy says he, that he killed, that he can't remarry, that she can't remarry, if Yosef will say, no, 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 I'll, I, I could even go like the Rabbanan. But this Isha is more mekel. And Raminash is going like a Yehuda. The Gemara next tries to figure out what's the difference between saying, when the aide shows up and says, I killed the husband, or we killed the husband. Either way, he killed, was involved in the murder. Why would that make any difference halogically? Rabbi explains explains, when he says we, he's not saying that I was part of the actual murder, just says that I was there with the murderers. Really? Why does that, why does that make a difference? The bible says, it was told to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a story with these uh, bandits who were being uh, sent out to be killed. The firing squad in Kaputkia. And they said, and one of the bandits on his way out, he said, Go tell Shimon Ben koyens wife that I killed her husband when I went into Lud. You see, that we would believe this bandit, even though he himself was a murderer. And even though he wasn't the one who actually killed her husband, since he was there, he was able to testify. And in the story, she was allowed to remarry. The Gemara says, that's not a raya. Because over there he was saying, I was actually part of the murdering chevra. The Gemara says, how could he say that he was only watching? He he was called one of the bandits. Yeah, he was hanging out with the bandits. But then why were they going to kill him? Why were they going to kill him? The Gemara says, because it's a Goyesha court and they'll kill indiscriminately. They have a new Mishnah that tells us that if there is a chacham who forbids a woman to her husband because of a neder? he is not allowed to marry her. That looks very suspicious. However, if this Chacham helped her do Mion as a katana, or a Chalitza, if that was done performed in front of him, then he can marry her. Because now he has the Din of Bezda, not as an individual. The Gemara makes a deal. But if he monitored her based off a neder. If he was mater or her nether, then he can marry her. Well, what are we talking about? What, what exactly is this case of the Gemara? We can't do hatars Hattar alone. If Bar Oven says, B'Shem Rav Amram, it is a b'raisa that says, the hatars Snedurim needs a Bezdin, needs three people. And we're not sure that the three people had in mind to marry her when they were mater or nether. We see that from the Seifa, that if there's a, a Bezdin that does the Mewin or chalitza, then a member of the Bezdin couldn't, can marry her the Rasha is talking about where there's one Chacham who is Mater, this Nader, and he was a Mumcha, and that's why he was allowed to perform that Tars alone. That's why he cannot marry her. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.